This podcast brought to you by the Information Architecture Institute. Through education, advocacy, services, and social networking, the IAI has 1,400 members from 80 countries demonstrating the value of information architecture to the world at large. By the IDEA Conference. IDEA brings together the world's foremost thinkers and practitioners, sharing the big ideas that inspire, along with practical solutions for the ways people's lives and systems are converging to affect society. And by Boxes and Arrows. Visit boxesnarrows.com slash about slash participate to be a part of your peer written journal. And special thanks to Axure, Moray, and IRIS for their sponsorship of Boxes and Arrows, as well as the many other sponsors of the IDEA Conference. Mary Lou Grath is currently starting up her third entrepreneurial venture, Foiled Cupcakes. Without a traditional cupcakery storefront, but choosing instead to focus on online order and personal delivery. Mary has gone completely non-traditional. She's used Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn to build relationships with Chicago's most active and vocal influencers. The result? She has more than doubled sales targets in month one and two, and as a result, 90% of word-of-mouth business she's received since May 2009 can be tied directly to social media. I hope everyone enjoys the podcast. Cheers. Does that work? Can you hear me? All right. Thanks, Chris. All right, so like Russ said, I don't know anything about, well, okay, as of the last 48 hours, I've learned like maybe 10% of the vocabulary of the entire conference. Like I know words like wireframe now, and I know words like deliverable, interface, and uh, actually Chris from Vancouver, wherever he is, he taught me what open source means because I had no idea what Drupal was about. So that whole conversation where Lisa's like, oh, and we're going to go fix Drupal, I'm like, yeah, it's over my head already. So anyhow, he educated me on that. So I feel like um, I'm one of you, at least in 10% format. So anyhow, um, thanks, you guys, for letting me come and crash your Manny petty party. Um, I tweeted about it, and I thought I, it was funny because I got so many responses. I'm going to a Manny petty with five men. Um, only four went. So it was pretty fun. Anyway, OK, so if you build it using social media, they will come. I personally have never seen Field of Dreams, but my copywriter wrote this, and I thought, okay, great, well, we'll make a baseball analogy out of it, because I think most people here know something about baseball, like you hit the ball, you run to the bases, and you put your foot on home plate, and then you score. So that's the analogy we're going to, no, it's not score, it's runs, you get a run. So um, so anyway, this is, uh, this is what we're doing here. We're going to do a baseball analogy. Is that cool? Is that cool? Yeah. All right. All right, so this is our business right here. Um, like Russ said, we started the business. Um, I actually got on Twitter for the first day, April 1st, 2009, and I had no idea what Twitter was about. And uh, that was my first day using social media and sort of dabbling in it and trying to figure out exactly what I was going to do with it. Um, April 1st is April Fool's Day, and so everybody was tweeting these tweets like, oh, it's going to be so funny to see you know, the April Fool's jokes that happen on Twitter. And I'm like, what is this? This is a joke. So um, I got on and basically um, didn't know what I was doing for the first week. And then I just figured out slowly and surely what I was doing. We launched our website in July of 2009, right after the 4th of July, um, which is a holiday in the United States. And uh, anyhow, so <laughs> we launched our website right after the 4th of July in 2009. I'll go through some of the difficulties that we had with that. And um, I'm sure if I had hired one of you, we wouldn't have had those difficulties. So anyhow, um, basically, like Russ said, we do gourmet cupcakes by the dozen. 
We deliver one dozen cupcakes is the minimum. It's $38 um, to deliver them to anywhere in Chicago or the suburbs. And so that's basically the premise of our business. And um, we have 20 different flavors available every single day. And um, unlike other bakeries, like our competitors, they can only offer four to six flavors because of the restrictions of their kitchen. So we have those differentiating factors. So that's what we offer. Okay. So we're going to talk a little bit about how the field is built, right? So I'll tell you a little bit about our team. Um, I'll tell you a little bit about our opponents, like our competitors. Um, we'll talk about spring training and how we've prepped and made our brand. And then um, we'll talk about game time, what we've done for runs, hits, and errors. So runs will be the successes that we've had. The hits will be the things that we've tried. And the errors will be the things that we've totally big, fat failed on. And then we'll talk about post-game. OK, so this is my team. The girls on the left are my college girlfriends. And uh, basically, at a barbecue, you could see the barbecue. Um, the girl on the right, Nancy, said, I think you should do cupcakes. And I said, OK. So that's basically the team. OK. <laughs> and uh, about two years later, that idea sort of became what it is now. Um, the girl on the right, Jocelyn, is my best friend from high school. And believe it or not, we were um, cheerleaders together. So awesome. Anyway, and she actually lives in California. So she lives in Southern California, and I live in Chicago, and we're still really close. She graduated from a pastry school in San Francisco, and so that's how I brought her on. And she basically creates all the recipes and transfers them to Chicago, and our team bakes them and produces them, and we deliver them. Okay, so this is our opponent. This is our number one competitor, Sugar Monkey Cupcakes in Naperville, Illinois. I'm sure you're looking at I totally knew that you guys would be like, ah. That's totally what I wanted. So <laughs> this is their website. Don't fix it, OK? <laughs> Leave it as is. <laughs> OK, so that's our competitor. And uh, they have a totally different market. They emerged um, basically in October. They said, oh, we're going to come out. And we're going to do cupcakes in my city. And I said, oh, no, because I delivered the idea like in July. And it was October. I'm like, oh, no, what am I going to do? So anyway, it's good that they came out before we did because we were able to see what their product was and see exactly who they were targeting and what sorts of things they were going to offer. Turns out they are marketing to um, our, our neighborhood is full of families. So a lot of kids who walk by, a lot of you know downtown walk-bys who are shopping and things like that. Um, that's how we totally changed our entire business plan into delivery and focusing on different clients like the corporate the wedding, the catering, and all those different clients, we decided to focus on them because they have the storefront and they have the kids. So we don't want to do the same thing. OK, so let's talk about spring training. Uh, this is for Brad. This is for you, Cardinals. OK. Our values. OK, um, so one thing that I really wanted to emphasize in the business was being real, personable, and approachable. I didn't want it to be like some pretentious, stuffy thing. I didn't want it to be like, oh, if you eat our cupcakes, you must eat it with silver. You know, I wanted it to be like, hey, they're cupcakes, and it's fun. So that's sort of what we wanted to do. And then we wanted to also create a memorable experience with our consumers so that they would remember us, and they would come back to us and talk about us to their friends. So this is how we interact. Um, we have our website. That one you can fix all you want. I'll take any advice. So we have our website in the top left. This thing has a, look at that. OK, we, have, we do um, our social media here. So we have Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, which we use. Um, our phone system, everybody who basically is part of our business, they work out of their homes. So we have one of these virtual phone systems. 
that sort of disseminates. And then what happens when you place an order? If you were to go to our website and place an order, you would say, okay, I'm going to place an order and here are my cupcakes. Submit, pay online. And then um, you would get an email confirmation from us and then you get a phone call confirmation from us. Then the day before, you get another phone call confirmation from us saying we're going to deliver your cupcakes tomorrow. And then we deliver the cupcakes. And then the day after, you get a phone call confirmation saying, hey, how were the cupcakes? Are you satisfied? Is there anything we can do better? And then we send a thank you note, a handwritten one in the mail. So over the course of one dozen order delivery, you're going to be in contact with us anywhere between four and six times. Okay? And then afterwards, we follow up with um, email newsletters with like new flavors and things like that. Okay, so let's talk about the game. Um, runs, hits, and errors. So we're going to talk about the runs, which are tangible results of how we have, I don't know, I hate to say the word succeed because that's not the right word. Things that have come as a result of social media usage. Um, hits are things that we've tried, and maybe there's a way that you can incorporate that into like the clients that you work with or into the businesses, hopefully. And um, errors are the big fat flops. So we'll go over all these things. Okay, um, so runs, isn't that nice? He's sliding into home base. I don't know which team it is. I try to get a like diversity of teams. Okay, so, excuse me? Okay, go Orioles. The most important part is knowing which teams are in the picture. Okay. So, free press. Um, I know that a lot of um, businesses, like we have a publicist and the poor girl is just sitting there like, can I do something? Because we have been able to um, get a lot of press from using social media, primarily by connecting with the writers or the editors or people who are involved with digital or interactive or something at these organizations through these social media outlets connecting with them face-to-face -face at networking events, and then they say, oh, you do cupcakes? Well, that's fun. I want to write about you. And you've launched your business using social media. Like, you say social media in any of these circles, and they're like, ooh, I want to write about you. You know? <laughs> so that's like the golden keyword, social media. Okay, so we've also gotten a lot of peer-to-peer -peer buzz, like through blogs. So one of the biggest red blogs is Cupcakes Take the Cake, and uh, we're mentioned on there. Chowhound, weirdly, somebody on this stream list of what's the best cupcake in Chicago um, put us down way at the bottom. And uh, like all these people are like, oh, I heard about you on Chowhound. Okay, that's great. Um, we've been featured on a lot of different blogs and um, Yelp as well. We have a couple of Yelp reviews. Partnerships are some of the other benefits. Um, we have partnered up with the Apple Store, with a variety of restaurants, with the Adler Planetarium, which is the Chicago Planetarium. Um, a couple of retailers who are now selling our cupcakes. And uh, I know probably any of you who have been to Chicago know Garrett's Popcorn. Anybody? Woohoo! Yeah. Woohoo! Okay, so Garrett's Popcorn is like Oprah's Popcorn. <laughs> I know, I say Oprah and everyone's like, oh. Okay, so Garrett's Popcorn is Oprah's Popcorn and recently they approached us and they said, hey, we want to partner with you. Will you do our 60th anniversary cupcake? So really um, some amazing contacts have come through social media. Okay, and then this is, okay, so Russ and I um, met for the very first time at a Toad the Wet Sprocket concert. Does anybody know who they are? Yeah. Yes, okay, thank you. And, um, and actually, I met and signed paperwork with him for this conference at this, at this concert. 
Anyway, I tweeted Glenn Phillips, who's the lead singer of this band, right before the concert, saying, hey, I'm going to see you. How's your arm? Because he like, had a big accident. And then um, he didn't respond to me, and I was a little sad about it. And then, actually, it turns out that afterwards I was able to, you know, work the magic and uh, <laughs> meet up with him and give him a dozen cupcakes. And then he tweeted about it to all of his fans. Whatever. I think Russ just dared me to put this in here. So, all right. They ate them all the way from Chicago to St. Louis. It, it probably would have been better if it wasn't like a 90s band, but, you know, it's all good. Okay, so demographic information. Um, we get a lot of demographic information. We do like a lot of things where we just try to call a lot of people to events, and then that way they can fill out surveys, and we can find out who they are and what they like so we can sell to them. So that's one thing that we do. Um, on our Facebook fan page, we do do a lot of testing with behavioral information, so we're able to see, okay, what incentivizes people. Um, right here, I said, hey, if we can get to 1,000 fans, we'll give you will give someone two free tickets to a Cubs game. Well, we're not at 1,000 fans. So maybe it's like, maybe people don't like the Cubs. Maybe people think that 10 bucks in Cubs bucks is not good enough. Maybe two dozen cupcakes isn't good enough. Maybe they think that numbers are lame. So we're trying to figure out exactly what people respond to. And so we do a lot of testing through social media that way. Um, needs, what people want. So a fan says, hey, do you want to ship cupcakes? That would be great. And we've had a lot of people ask us this. So now we know that we need to look into shipping cupcakes as an alternative for um, our business. Okay, so this is the sales figure um, that Russ was talking about. Projected for the first three months, we thought we'd hit about 140 dozen. And we sell them at about 30, we sell them at $38 a dozen. So we were hoping to make um, 140 dozen target sales. Actually, the first three months, we hit 594 dozen. And we didn't do anything besides social media. So. Um, I'm really grateful for that April 1st when I hung out on Twitter and started a Facebook page. Okay, so social media hits. Which team is this? Okay, see, I'm diversifying. Okay, so here's Twitter. Um, I use Twitter a lot, and honestly, I bet in like a year it might be a different medium that we use. But over the course of um, the last almost six months, we've been able to really connect with a lot of people we never would have met. Um, I had a conference call with somebody who um, basically taught me a little bit about Twitter, saying that it's a great way to connect with people you've never met yet, um, whereas Facebook is a great way to connect with people you already know. So Facebook has a totally different business purpose and strategy than Twitter does. Um, I don't know if I need to go through these slides. Does anybody not know how to use Twitter? You don't know? <laughs> I don't know. There was one guy in here, and I won't call him out on it, but I, I met him here at this conference, and he like signed up for an account in March, and he tweeted one time, and he has eight followers. He says, I use Twitter. I said, you, you, no, you don't. So, okay, do I, I, I'm not going to go through this then. So basically what we do is we look for people based on our target demographic, and then we start following them and inserting ourselves into conversations, which I'll show you in a bit. Okay, so here's an example of a conversation that somebody was having about us. Um, if you guys look here, Sess LSU right here, he lives in Houston. And he delivered cupcakes to Angelica right here, who lives in Chicago. And I delivered them personally because I met Angelica at a tweet up. And uh, so now we're friends, obviously, because that's how it works, right? Anyway, 
So we delivered cupcakes to Angelica, and Angelica works at the Zocalo Group, which is a word-of-mouth marketing firm in Chicago, along with all these people, Ace Stockett, Jessica, H07, Budget Retro. Like, they all work together. So in a course of, like, 10 minutes, they all started talking about foiled cupcakes. Well, everybody who's reading their tweet stream reads about foiled cupcakes, and then all of a sudden you get more follows. So our goal was to engage with our customers and basically have a relationship with them, and the result was just voluntary and organic buzz. Okay, my favorite TV show in the world, ever. Like, from the history of time, 90210. I love it. The old one, not the new one. I love it. Um, anyway, so there was a tweet stream about 90210. And I got involved, and I was really excited. I was correcting them on some trivia. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you see right here, wasn't Squash It from the Peach Pit incident between Willie's nephew and his gang friends? Does anybody remember this? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Squash It. Do you remember? Okay, so anyway, I totally corrected them. And in the meantime, we decided to have a cupcake party and um, watch 90210 together. So that's another thing. So there you go. <laughs> All right, the high-rise jeans. Okay, um, for Admin Day, which was April 22nd, so we got on Twitter April 21st, and by Admin Day, we had close to 1,000 followers, which was three weeks later. And um, what I did for Admin Day was I said basically, hey, we're going to nominate, you guys all tweet me in 140 characters or less why your admin is the best. And the reason I did this was because I wanted to see exactly who out there was on Twitter Secondly, I wanted to get names of admins because I thought that was who my target market was going to be. And then I wanted to get my cupcakes in front of them and I wanted to deliver it to them. So we delivered cupcakes for Admin Day. And we got so many nominations, probably close to 100 nominations for Admin Day. And it's fun to go through them all and pick 10 winners. So I picked 10 winners and uh, I wanted to just test and see if we had the right target market. Turns out we did, and then we also found some other ones. And uh, Paige right here, she's a good friend of mine now, because we met at a tweet up. So, um, so anyway, I delivered cupcakes to her. She's not an admin, but she's an editor at a magazine. And it turns out that she was gifting them to another uh, colleague of hers. So we found out, okay, the gift-giving market is going to be hot, too. And so we decided to expand on that. Um, Out-of-town fans, this is another contest we ran. I wanted to see um, if there was a way that we could plant the idea in the like the idea in people who didn't live in Chicago to say, hey, send a gift to someone in Chicago, send them love via our cupcakes. So that's what I wanted to do. And we got 45 people to respond to this in about 24 hours, and then 10 new customers um, placed orders within that 24-hour period to deliver cupcakes to their friends or family members or clients or whomever in Chicago. Um, one of our, one of our um, customers is actually from the Oregon State University, and um, anyway, so his mom actually works at NBC. <laughs> Little joke over here. Anyway, so um, so <laughs> his mom works at the, or he goes to Oregon State University. His mom works at NBC, so he sent a gift to her at the NBC Tower, and we were able to get in with NBC that way. So go beavers, right? Okay. So human resources is another way that we've been able to incorporate our um, Twitter into it. So a lot of people know that when you have a business, it's such an incredible amount of time and energy in order to find good people to work for you, right? You guys all have experienced that. 
So we um, basically put a tweet out saying we're hiring. Well, you say that in this economy, and all of a sudden everyone's like, what, jobs, what? Um, and within like, I don't know, maybe like a couple of hours, we had so many people retweet this and retell all their friends about it that we got over 150 responses for job applications in one 24-hour period, and that was what I said. I said, we only have 24 hours, so let's see who comes in, and we were able to hire four new people. Um, let's see, reaching out. LinkedIn, we don't use LinkedIn a ton, but it has been good because we've been able to target groups and be able to see exactly um, like our admin group. So we'll join a networking group for administrative assistance, and then we'll be able to introduce ourselves to the leads and say, hey, we want to give out free cupcakes. Well, of course, who's going to turn that down, right? We want to bring cupcakes to your meeting and tell you about our business. So we've been able to get in that way and to speak to the administrative professionals. Okay, so now it's your turn. Rest in peace, Patrick Swayze. But I think that um, he deserves a fan club right here today at IDEA. So I want you to break out into groups, and um, we're going to have a little interactive session where you guys can think of a two-sentence social media strategy that you would use to promote the Patrick Swayze fan club here at IDEA 09. Okay? And I will tell you this. There are cupcakes involved. Okay? So there are cupcakes involved. I am not beyond bribing you. And I want you to just get up, you know, get into groups and start thinking of something. You have like two minutes. And then the top three winners will get cupcakes. Okay? Like three people who share their ideas. Ready, set, go. Five, four, three, two, one. Okay, thank you, everybody. Okay, so who's our first group who's going to share a uh, social oh. media strategy? Todd, you can go first if you deliver that Manny Petty. Okay, so we have Todd who's going to share his two-sentence social media strategy on the Patrick Swayze fan club. Actually, we're going to do it in one sentence. Okay. Todd, you've got one minute. I know that's going to be hard, but one minute. Todd. That's we why have I one only minute do one left sentence. for everything. Uh, so our idea was to uh, run a contest for the best dirty dancing video upload to YouTube. Awesome. Perfect. Very good. Okay, Todd's group gets cupcakes. They do. Yeah. They won. We only need three, so we're only taking three. So it's top three. Did the rules just change? <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, maybe we'll, you know what, we'll take, we'll take six groups if you can all be fast, okay? Six groups, if you can all be quick. Okay, right here. Uh, so what we want to do is we want to raise money and awareness for a pancreatic cancer foundation uh, in memory of our friend Patrick. So our idea is uh, Swayze Yourself, which would also be the hashtag. You can put your face on Patrick Swayze in a number of his movies, be they Ghost, Dirty Dancing, or To Wong Fu. Woohoo! Thank you. Cupcakes. Okay. This group right here. So we thought of the movie Ghost and how he used to say Dito after Danny Moore used to say I love you. So if you pair that to bad things that people said Dito too, so we thought of the idea of either a hashtag or something that involves Dito fail. So people, you know, things that people say and you say Dito but in the wrong way. So 
okay. viral, hopefully. Thank you for sharing. Clap, 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 clap. Okay, how about we get, okay, this group right here, since Russ is there. Okay, uh, we're, we're going global. Uh, so we're How talking about a global tweet up. Uh, it's called uh, Tweet Baby in the Corner. So basically, around the world, we're going to try to get tweet ups happening on the most popular corner in each city around the world where you're going to get together and dance. Uh, so that's basically what ours is going to be about. Awesome. I love it. Thank you. Thanks for fun. Thanks for fun. Uh, I'm guessing there's a few more ideas if you would like to give away some books. You can take, we can hear what some of the other... I have two more. I have two more boxes. You have two more boxes? Oh, I do. Well. So let's hear, okay, let's hear someone in the back right here. Yeah, Richard, perfect. right? Richard. Okay. So we have uh, Patrick Swayze Hot Potato Twitter game where uh, we're going to replay the entire Dirty Dancing movie through Twitter. Nice. 140 characters or less. Perfect. Okay. Thanks, Richard. Good job. Make sure you share those cupcakes with your group. Okay, one more here in the back, I think, over here in the back right. Sorry, Russ, you're getting your exercise. Next conference, get one more volunteer to run with microphone. Else for you. Well, we thought it would be fun to have a Twitter organized dance attack where you would be uh, get a group of people standing um, in a bank or a public place, and then someone would all of a sudden break out a boom box and everyone would have a very rehearsed Patrick Swayze dance that they would suddenly do in the middle of a commercial place. Very good. So almost and like what happened on Oprah. And upload the video to YouTube, of course. Okay, great. Well, thanks, Marjorie. Okay, everybody, thanks for your participation. Okay. Um, by the way, these cupcakes were courtesy of Miss Cora's Kitchen right here on Kensington. So if any of you have a chance to go by and say hello, she's my new friend and I just met her today. But. Um, we're going to collaborate on some things, and she's a really sweet girl. So, Miss Cora's Kitchen on Kensington, 69 Kensington. Okay. All right, so here's the most important part, right? Social media errors. <laughs> right? Okay, so the first error, I was going to tell you guys, I had really big problems getting my website up. Insane problems. Um, in March, I hired a developer to go ahead and program some screenshots that my graphic designer had produced. And he decided to, to not tell me that he was going to outsource all of this so, um, to people who didn't speak English. So basically, I was correcting words like between. Between has one W, not two. I was going through the entire website ordering process and then found out that he didn't put a secure ordering process. So basically, every single credit card that went through would just bounce between like 800 servers. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? So we couldn't push our website. Everybody who we interacted with was like, where's your website? How do I order? I'm like, well, we don't have one, so take that. So anyway, <laughs> that was our problem. You see, like, it's so problematic because we had like Facebook and Twitter like on every single browser. This is where you guys would have been so helpful. Why didn't I know you then? So anyway, like they're like separated here, but in Internet Explorer, they were close together or on top of each other. Um, it was ridiculous, and it was the biggest headache and the biggest waste of money. So that was a big fail on my part because I hired the wrong people. And also because, um, let me see if I can get this terminology right. The user could not experience the interface the way it was intended. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. 
I'm sure something was totally wrong about that. Okay. <laughs> okay, second big fat fail is to push, 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 right? So when you are listening to somebody share their message, you don't want to listen to somebody just tell you what they're selling. You want to hear why it's going to benefit you, right? That's the case with every sort of marketing scenario. Um, I'm not going to tell you who this is, but it certainly is a competitor of mine who likes to push, push, push. So basically saying, here are flavors. And what are you going to do about it? You know? Okay. So number three, this is my big fat fail. So I was tweeting a friend who I thought was a friend and um, basically said, hey, if you do this for me, then I will do this for you. And basically that sort of put it up to the equation of, okay, you're lame because we're friends and so you don't need to barter favors. Um, so anyway, he responded by saying that quid pro quo is lame. And that was like, oh no. And we have not tweeted since. Big fat ouch. Okay, number four, wasting time. Um, there are so many applications I know you all know because you probably created them. Um, <laughs> I don't know any of them except for this one. So I, the first few months of social media, I was on there like 20 hours a day, like trying to keep up with tweets and build momentum. And okay, 20 is an exaggeration, maybe like four. Um, even still, it seemed like a lot of time that was not spent in front of people working out deals and things like that. So anyway, big fat fail. And then number five is not following through on the connection. So a lot of um, what we have done totally by accident, this whole thing was by accident. It all just landed in our laps, was um, basically meeting people beforehand through social media and then meeting them in person and having a common connection with them already. Um, Brad and I were discussing this yesterday, basically saying that without that human connection, ready? Without that human connection, it doesn't mean anything. Can you read this? The internet is no substitute for human companionship. So as much as I would like to say social media was the catapult or the catalyst for um, our business, I think a lot of it was just meeting people face to face. And I know that that's not necessarily possible in a lot of different scenarios because you know you might be helping a client all the way around the world and their clients might be all the way around the world. So if there's any possible way though that you could sort of um, bring that human connection or that human element into it, um, I think looking back, that is what has made my business fun for me because I get to meet lots of people like you guys. Okay, so let's do a post-game wrap-up. Um, I live in Chicago-ish. I live west of Chicago. And uh, I grew up in San Francisco and um, I didn't really know which team I liked. I didn't like the Giants. I didn't like the A's. So I came to Chicago and I adopted the Cubs. And I said, great, but why does everybody love the Cubs? There are people who don't live in Chicago who love the Cubs. There are people who have never been to Wrigley Field who love the Cubs. Why is that? Why do people love these Cubs? They don't win, you know? Why do people love them? So I put it out there. Why, oh, why do you love the lovable losers? I tweeted this yesterday, um, yesterday, and I said in there for a presentation, I wanted to get feedback for this. What are some of the emotional reasons you love the Cubs? tradition, memories, family, and I got probably about 16 answers in about five minutes. So here are some of the good ones. Right here, here's Joe. You guys all know Joe. He said, regarding the Cubs, romance, memories of Wrigley, um, exclusionary nature of rooting for an underdog, Steve Goodman's dying Cub fan song. He had to introduce me to it because I'm a new Cubs fan. Um, you can Google that and it's pretty funny. Okay, um, Josh said, for me it's memories, Childhood and adult and the chance to see them and years and years of futility. Like, it's not really going to happen, Josh, but good luck. OK, 
Okay, then we have this girl who I've never met before in my life and I've never spoken with before in my life, but she pipes in. Um, for me, it's the connection with history. You can walk into the park, watch a game, and imagine history. Um, B.W. Light, also someone I've never met before, never have come in contact with before, but now have tweeted and talked to. I love the Cubs because association with spring. Chicago winners were long even as a kid. Windows open, game on, hearing dad's car drive up. And then finally here, Brad, who's probably in the back somewhere. Um, he said beer, bleachers, and baseball. And beer, did I mention beer? So all these things have nothing to do with the fact that they win or lose. It's about the emotional connection, the nostalgia, the memories, the tangible and intangible things that come to make an amazing experience altogether. So um, basically, so what we've done is just tried to make an experience for our customers that is memorable. And um, hopefully there was something in this that was maybe helpful to you guys, I hope. And um, I'm glad that I've had the chance to come and share this with you. And um, Thanks for sharing all of your information with me. Thank you. So I know there's got to be some questions after that, right? All the way in the back. Oh, running again. I'll be right back. Another question. Run, run, run. So I just have to say that I'm from Naperville, that's my hometown, Hi. and so I was so excited, and this this presentation even is a, a piece of your success, because I'm definitely going to spread the word, so thank you. Thanks. Thanks. Go Naperville. Do you know Go I Oregon State you? Beavers. Do you know I live near you? Like, oh, come on now. <laughs> hey, dear. So, so who makes the cupcakes? Uh, we have a staff of bakers who work out of a shared commercial kitchen, and um, I have I just hired two more bakers. So now we have four bakers who work for us, and they bake in our kitchen. I don't bake, please. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, you talked at one point about the, the surprising success you'd met early on. Uh, when thinking about the strategies that you're going to employ to promote the company early, how big a part did you think Twitter would play versus some other parts? I mean, what, how much of a surprise was this, I guess? Well, considering I didn't know what Twitter was and I was a skeptic and I thought it was dumb, it's a big surprise. Um, I mean, I was a Facebook user and I used LinkedIn. I think I had like four connections total. And I didn't really get the power of... Um, networking. I didn't get it. And so um, basically this has provided opportunities for me to interact with people. Like I said, I never would have had a chance to meet otherwise, which I think is how you need to spread the word um, in a lot of cases. You need to meet people who are going to not necessarily be your friends to tell you that your product is great or your product is terrible. You need some objective, objective opinions. And so that's where this has been really beneficial for us. Two more questions. Uh, what is your business background? Uh, this is the third business that I've started. Um, I did two other entrepreneurial ventures, which have both been sold to this point, and um, they're completely unrelated to cupcakes. So I just try to bounce around and stay busy. Hi. I, I wonder if you thought 
about how you are going to go global because how are you going to make that personal connection? You know, um, there have we've gotten probably three to four cash franchise offers over the past couple of months, um, people who wanted us to bring our business to different markets in the United States. And it's something that, um, honestly, we have to assess and look at and see if that's something we want to do. There's a part of me that wants to stay local because I think that that's the way that you build that community and that connection. So part of me wants to only stay in Chicago and really branch out into other venues like um, you know, catering or weddings or whatever. But um, part of me thinks from a business perspective it would kind of be dumb to turn down that money. So I don't know. You have to think about, like, we're going to have a lot of challenges ahead of us trying to balance those two and try to make it really personal and effective in a way that um, connects communities. And really, um, like, global is just really intimidating. So I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't think it will. One last question. Yes. If, if any of these folks want to, say, help you with the next version of your website, or if a bunch of them want to get together and collaborate together, are you going to bribe them with cupcakes? Do I really need to bribe you? <laughs> <laughs> red velvet, red velvet. One last, oh, the last question regarding this. If any of you, honestly, like I personally, um, I'll be completely honest and say that when I was invited to speak at this conference, I had no idea what it was about, and I did a Google search, and that's how I found out what you guys do. And I found out that in LinkedIn, you do a Google search for this user experience, information architecture, user, oh, oh, I messed that up. Anyway, so, you know, you search these things, and there's, like, pages of people who do this, and it's just, like, a whole new world to me. So um, right now, I can honestly say that I truly do see the value of what you do, I don't understand your vocabulary at all, but I know, <laughs> but I know that uh, I know that you can help me. So if anybody wants to talk to me, I would be happy to. If you want to look, I'm sure you've all looked at my website and said, "Oh, I would change this." So, thank you. Thank you. Uh -huh.